0: Hello, mighty warriors of God, and welcome to MI15. Today is Saturday, March 20th, 2021, and this is day 1117 of our journey together. Thank you so, so much for tuning into our podcast. My name is Jackie, and welcome, welcome, welcome to you. So let's go ahead and get started. Father, we honor you and praise you. I thank you for being our sovereign God. You're all-knowing. You're all-powerful. You're all-healing. You're uh, all-loving. I thank you so much for allowing us to walk in your spirit, helping us, Father, to accomplish every single thing you've given us for this day. Help us to let go of yesterday Uh, not worry about tomorrow, and focus on today. I ask, my Lord, that you will comfort the brokenhearted and heal the sick and bless those who may be in financial need. I ask, Father, that you will speak today, that it be all about you and not about me. In Jesus' name, amen. Glory to God, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in. Today's message is, What's Blocking Your Blessing. <laughs> That's right. Uh, blessing blockers. Yeah, and sometimes we get so caught up into whatever that is that it becomes our norm and our our default, our um, natural way of acting. So much so that we don't even recognize that we're caught up in pride. That pride is blocking our blessings. And it's a divider between us and God. Let me tell you how serious it is to have pride. We're going to be coming out of Acts chapter 12, uh, starting at verse 19. So, you know, this the, the type pride I'm talking about is that pride that um, makes us feel like, I've got this. I, I don't need any help. I don't need anything from God, I, I can handle this myself, or, you know, it, it gets to a point where you, you think that you're you're all that, <laughs> I'm going to say that we're all that, because I was once there, uh, and I didn't even realize I had pride like that, yeah, so we're going to be, yeah, let me start at Acts chapter 12, Um verse 19, uh, and it says, like it's the end of verse 19, this takes place after Herod um, was angry that Peter had escaped uh, from prison. The angel had um, came and uh, delivered him out of uh, prison, and there were 16 guards watching over uh, Peter, and he was actually chained to them. And once it says, after Herod had a thorough search made for him and did not find him, he cross-examined the guards and ordered that they be executed. And actually, we talked about that yesterday. So now it says, then Herod went from Judea to Caesarea and stayed there. He had been quarreling with the people of Tyre and Sidon. They now joined together and sought an audience with him. So they were trying to um, make peace with Herod. You know, all these things are going on with Herod. At first, he has these the soldiers uh, put to death. He, he was quite an evil man, um, and then he uh, was quarrelling with the, these people of Tyre and Sidon, and and uh, you know the Sidon. These the, my commentary tells me that these were coastal cities. And Tyre and Sidon were free and self-governing, but economically dependent on Judea. Um, and and uh, they were, it says, that, let me see here. And yeah, so they really needed uh, Herod. So it says, they don't know why Herod, we don't know why Herod had quarreled with them. But now representatives from those cities were trying to appease him through his personal servant, so it says they now joined together and sought an audience with him after securing the support of Blastus a trusted personal servant of the king. They asked for peace because they depended on the king's county, I mean on the king's country for their food supply. So they're trying to work things out. There's all these things going on just like in our own lives. Regular things are happening in our lives. But at that very moment, God uh, is not pleased uh, with what's going on. And anything could happen, as we'll see. In Verse 21, it says, On the appointed day, Herod, wearing his royal robes, sat on his throne and delivered a public address to the people. They shouted, This is the voice of a God, not of a man. Immediately, because Herod did not give praise to God, an angel of the Lord struck him down, and he was eaten by worms and died. But the word of God continued to spread and flourish. So, all of this is going on, and all along, uh, Herod had been doing some evil, but this particular evil got Herod Eaten alive by worms, he said he was eaten inside out, uh, and it was an excruciating uh, death uh, that he experienced. Um, but that totally took him out, and uh, he was, you know, had the the guards killed. He was uh, holding back uh, food or whatever, or quarreling with these other countries. But when he took God's glory. Oh, he was taken out just like that. And this is something that we really need to make sure that we take seriously. We don't ever want to take God's glory. um, Understanding how it will block our blessings and it could actually take us out of here sooner than uh, was intended. So let's get to our points. Point number one. Pride is like a dividing wall that blocks us from God. It is another tool the enemy uses to keep us from fulfilling our God-given purpose. Pride blocks our blessings. It kills our dreams and visions. It ruins relationships. And ultimately, it destroys us if we continue along that path, just as it did with Herod. You notice his relationships uh, with these other country were... Already in turmoil. Uh, he, you know, his attitude was very bad when it came to not even trying to reason things out or hear the other side of what happened or believing these soldiers. He, instead, he had all 16 of them persecuted. And, um, it, you know, this was all leading up to his big moment of. Thinking uh, he was a God, just as the people began to call him that. Just because someone calls you someone great and, and gets to the point of where they're calling you a God, you need to correct them really quickly. The Bible says that pride comes before a fall. Satan's pride got him kicked out of heaven. Now his goal is to get us away from God also. He wants us to follow him. You know the saying, misery loves company. He wants to corrupt our character. The Bible says bad company corrupts good character. It's a character assassination. We must be self-aware and use self-control and listen when God sends people to bring uh, this evil thing to your attention. Then obey God's instructions. Repent and get back to doing what God called you to do. None of us are exempt. It can happen to any of us. A little crack can let in a tidal wave of pride. Just a little crack. You know, you might get this great promotion on your job start making really good money and you know getting all the things you've ever desired or ever wanted and you know the fancy car fancy house and you know uh, got your arm candy that's male or female you know if you're male you got your female arm candy vice versa women and men do the same thing I'll say let me put it like that (laughs) you got all these things and and you really start to think you're somebody uh, above Um, the natural or the normal uh, self-esteem. Now it's like, oh, I'm all this in a bag of chips. I'm great. You know, and that is a stench in God's nostrils. He uh, takes no honor uh, in our pride. So we need to check it and leave it (laughs) at the door. Point number two. Instead, we should clothe ourselves in humility. Jesus gives us that example, how he came to serve, he said. Um, And we need to take on the same character traits. We can still have, you know, all those wonderful things. But those wonderful things will not have us. We will not be consumed by them. All right. Um, Instead, now, again, we should clothe ourselves in those character traits of Jesus, our Christ that that would be the f- the fruit of the Spirit. Um, and that's in Galatians chapter 5, verse 22 through 26. It says, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Those are the fruit of the Spirit, which represent the character of Jesus Christ. Let this be our guide as we go through this journey on earth, building the kingdom of God. Use it as a mental checklist. You know, did I speak with kindness? You know, did I treat that person fairly? Am I kind, uh, behind the scenes uh, or do I just, uh, act like I am, uh, in front of others? How, how am I when I'm just with my, uh, inner circle? You know, am I putting others down? Am I, uh, judging and, and acting like they're, they're nobodies? Um, Am I functioning in peace? Am I being gentle even while others are being harsh? Am I functioning in love? See, we need to check ourselves because we can't base things off of the way others act towards us. We can't base it off of the way um, other people uh, may treat you. You know, we we still need to have the character traits of God. No matter how someone else is acting, God says vengeance is mine. He will repay. Use the fruit of the spirit as a barometer to measure the pressure of your attitude, or I'll say of our attitudes. That is the bottom line. It's an attitude check, uh, just like the barometer to check the weather. <laughs> we need to use it to check our attitudes. So I know, I know, you know, it's a growth thing. Uh, it's, now it's time. God is bringing it to our attention. He says, now I'm bringing this. If the shoe fits, wear it, as my mama would say. Uh, take a, a Do a self-check. See where you are. Uh, listen, God had me do that once and I ignored him uh, as he showed me some areas in my life. Well, one particular area in my life that um, pride was keeping me from obeying God. And that was uh, being unforgiving. That was holding bitterness and anger uh, towards my father because I did not like the way he um, neglected or, you know, when we neglected us when we were growing up, when my parents were divorced. And I was really angry about that. I I just, um, so much so that it brewed uh, as a, the oldest of five, and uh, my mom working all the time, I I saw everything. <laughs> and my grandma would pick us up, his mom, my, and I love my grandma, and she would pick us up and show us pictures of my father and his new family and my two sisters who I love, you know, and uh, we get along just fine. It wasn't their fault. Um, never was angry at any of them, but at my father. And so, She would show us pictures of them on the beach and, you know, and there's big, beautiful homes at this time while they were in California. And I, and I'd see that and I would see us (laughs) struggling just to make ends meet, to have food every day and, you know, but God bless us to eat every day. Don't, don't get me wrong. It may not have been with meat or with, you know, but we, we still, we still had a good life and uh, it was a struggle most of the time for my mom. But as kids, we still had a lot of, she had lots of love for us. That's what overshadowed everything, the love uh, that my mom had for all of us. And we didn't know the Lord then. Um, So once I got saved, uh, the Lord showed me this uh, through other people, just like God is sharing it with you through me. He uses vessels. He uses people. And they would say, Hey, Sister Jackie, the Lord wanted me to share with you that you have unforgiveness in your heart. And they would pull me to the side and, you know, and they were absolutely right. And I would say, okay, thank you for letting me know. And I meant that, but I did nothing about it. I didn't stop. I did not, I did not reach out to my father who lived in North Carolina at that time. Many years had gone by. Uh, and, and from the first time that I was checked on that, it took me a good 10 years. Listen, y'all don't wait, don't wait like that. God had great blessings for me, and they were being held up, even though I felt I was blessed. And I was, but not to the extent God truly wanted to bless me. And I'll never forget, it was the year that Mary Mary came out with the song, uh, Take the Shackles Off My Feet So I Can Dance. Yeah, that's that song. And it really, uh resonated with me. It really spoke to me how I was in shackles uh in unforgiveness, and I finally decided to make that move. And so I called my father. And uh he wasn't there, but I got my stepmom and the Lord said her to, and I proceeded to share with her how how I was feeling and why, and asking for, asked her for forgiveness, uh, for the unforgiveness and bitterness that I had towards her and my father. And she was just gracious and wonderful. And also sorry for what she had done. And, uh, yeah. And so then my father called me back later, he was working and did have the same conversation with him And it wasn't quite like I thought. I thought he would, too, say, I'm so sorry, too. Oh, baby, I'm sorry. I was wrong, blah, blah, blah. But he didn't. He just changed the subject. Now, notice that. That was also pride at work in him. That same pride began to was trying to poison me. And I had to let that go. And and even though he didn't respond in the way I thought, it was okay. God said, you don't worry about that. <laughs> he said, I'll take care of him. You obey and do what I called you to do. And when I did, y'all, it was like those literally like shackles had fallen off of me. Literally, I could feel myself uh, being freed up in an area in my life that I didn't even realize was bound because it became so common. And it took God shaking me up through, you know, sending messages, speaking to me in my spirit, and finally me yielding and obeying. And God took me to a level in the spiritual realm, uh, in him that I never knew existed, uh, a a place of freedom, a place of uh, discernment, a, a place of just enlightenment, you know, seeing things, uh, even more greater than ever before in the spiritual realm, uh, So anyway, I'm saying that to say this, God is no respecter of persons. What he's done for me or for others. He'll do for you. It's all a matter of you yielding, surrendering all and obeying. That's what it boils down to. And that's what I had to do. And I promise you, You will not be sorry. You will be blessed because there is a reason why certain things are not happening for you. There's a reason why certain doors are being closed. Certain doors are not being opened that normally would be open for you. Uh, You know, when you check yourself, you know, uh, you'll notice that there is something blocking it. It's beyond that that God is saying no because it's for your own good. He's saying no because of your disobedience. And uh, that's what it was, was happening to me. So check that out. Please, he loves you so much. Now, if you don't know Jesus, that would be the first step. Romans 10 and 9 says that if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Glory to God. I love you all so, so much. May the Lord bless and protect you. May his face radiate with joy because of you. May he be gracious unto you, show you his favor, and give you his peace. In Jesus' name, amen. And remember, we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. And please don't forget to check us out on our website, jackiebikesministries.org, J A C K I E, be like boy, U Y C K S ministries.org please check out the messages and share them with others. Also, please subscribe to our website by entering your first and last name and your email address and receive the four Greek words for love and learn more about God's unconditional love. All right, mighty warriors, go forth and make it an awesome day, fulfilling the purpose that God has given you. And I will talk to you later. Bye-bye.